Yeah, you never want to be in a position where you're, you probably don't want to ever be imitating any wedding video work full stop. It's so much more important to have a well-rounded kind of creative diet and making sure you're watching good content. All that stuff is influencing you. You know, if you, if you, want, if you want some inspiration on how should I get my couples to move, go watch Hamilton. So you have the highest level professional choreography in, on the planet. Go, how are they touching each other and moving and interacting and talking and how far apart are they? When do they move together? Those are things that you can put right into your film. Stop, stop worrying about what the next person is doing and find, find the stuff that, that gets you excited and creatively energized and, and use that. I would say a lot of creativity a lot of times is just figuring out a creative way to steal from another genre without other people knowing. Hey everybody, welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. Uh, we have another awesome episode for you today and an amazing guest. And uh, we're really excited to be giving you another episode in the middle of crunch time. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you're actually probably editing right now. So thank you for tuning in to the Wedding Film School Show. Jason, how are we doing? I'm doing good. Uh, it's very hot outside today. Yeah. So I was hoping it wouldn't be like, we have a lot of weddings. It's in the middle of wedding season. All I really ever hope is like, because I know we're going to shoot well. The couples are going to be amazing. The only thing I'm ever like is, please God, let the weather not be too hot. <laughs> I don't, I would rather it rain. Wait, you really? I, I think I would rather it be hot because then I sweat anyways. I'm like a big sweater okay. on the day of, whether it's like 70 mm -hmm. degrees out and beautiful, I sweat. And if it's hot, at least I have an excuse because okay. everyone else is sweating. So here's the question then. Yeah. What if like all your best weddings, it was really hot, but the ones you're like, eh, about, it was rainy and you're not going to show them anyway. <sighs> that is a conundrum, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. This is like how Wedding people actually talk you know, about their yeah. clients. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, that's the only thing for me, man, is like, I'm having a good time shooting weddings yep. and, and it's just good to be back. Honestly, it's good to be just in the grind, you know, filming weddings again, celebrating with people. It's just like, yeah, I don't think people can take it for granted anymore. Yeah. If you're a I, filmmaker, I, it's like so good to just be around people and. You know, I don't know. I'm so grateful. I keep year. thinking awesome. about like in the middle, it's easy to complain. It's like the natural instinct is to complain about things. Like you go anywhere and you find something wrong with it. I don't know what's wrong with us as people, but yeah. we, that's just what we do. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's easy for a lot of people right now to be like, oh, I'm so busy. Yeah. So tired. And like, it's like, remember last year when you almost lost your entire livelihood yeah. and could have died? But at least I was able to play a lot of Call of Duty. Yeah, so, it's like, you know. so I think like it's very important to think through like, actually, I am busy, I am tired, but I'm super, super grateful. Not only do I have money and a job, but like I didn't die. All the people at this party didn't die. And we're here celebrating that like weddings are awesome and parties are back. So, yep. Yep. so that's where I am. And I'm, so I am excited like tired but excited and looking forward to doing a bunch of fun stuff um if you're listening to this we got to hang out with alex douglas and whitney live on the live stream and do some film critiques um so that's cool yeah if you if you haven't checked out wfs live on thursday nights at 9 p.m um, make sure you're doing that because we do just a weekly show 
separate from the uh, Wedding Film School show here on the podcast, um, where we review people's wedding films. So if you are looking for feedback, you know, being a wedding filmmaker for most people is a pretty lonely profession, uh, especially creatively, where they're like, you don't have someone to just bounce ideas off Yeah, is this off good? Of. Is this bad? I don't know. Um, that's the point of WFS Live, is to actually give you um, some feedback uh, from not only us, uh, myself, Jason, and Bobby, but like Jason said, we had Alex and Whitney on last week. Um, and then also commenters, like the, the community um, that night is pretty fun. So pour yourself a little drink and get on WFS yeah, Live, got, check it out. We do websites too, website yep. critiques, pricing critiques, just just stuff to get people better and improve. But we're connected with more filmmakers, which is a lot of fun. We're gonna be going to Vegas, WPPI, hopefully putting on a party for filmmakers out there. So if you're going to WPPI, come hang out. Yep. Um, doing something with uh, Vision Quest, teaming up with Alex and Whitney, uh, Arceus, and a couple people. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a, there's a lot to be grateful for, a lot of fun, but we got a guest today. We um, do. Enough plugs, Jason. Enough plugs. We, enough of this we, terrible money-making <laughs> capitalistic garbage. <laughs> let me uh, let me introduce our guest today. Um, I, I, I met our guest um, years ago. Um, they were putting on an awesome workshop in Brooklyn called Workshop. Uh, back in the day, it was amazing. It was really geared towards photographers, um, but I also come, came to find out that he also uh, did wedding films and was an awesome cinematographer as well. Uh, our guest today is Ryan Brown of Forged in the North. What's up, Ryan? Yo. How's it guys. going, man? Good. It's going good. A lot, of, a lot of what you guys are saying is resonating with me. I love, I love hearing it. Good yeah. stuff, man. Good. Well, thank you for, for joining us. I'm sure you're swamped this summer. We were just talking how many weddings uh, both of our companies have to do this summer. And it's, um, yeah, hearing that we both have that much work, I'm feeling overwhelmed. You seem cool and collected. We seem like we're just like chickens with our heads cut off, man. It's crazy. Uh, it's, you know, uh, it's it's all about getting uh getting the right team put together as you guys know that's it. yeah that's it. I, I can't do it alone so uh, so ryan where are you out of give everybody kind of a little um just a little bio yeah so uh we're based in brooklyn new york uh my wife and i run started and, and run forge in the north together um i'm originally from the midwest but i moved here 11 years ago um and originally, uh, I was an architect. Um, Heidi was too. We worked as architects in the city for a little bit before switching over to this. Uh, that that we can maybe sit, table that and <laughs> talk about it later if if you want. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've been we've been uh, based here ever since uh, leaving architecture and um, and kind of haven't haven't looked back since. But we do uh, photo and video. We started doing photo and video from the very first wedding we shot we don't really consider ourselves like just photographers or, or just uh wedding filmmakers it's it's kind of always been hybrid for us and um yeah that's sort of the the quick uh, potted bio nice so would you think forge in the midwest would maybe be more accurate of a <laughs> <laughs> we were the thought was new york and chicago which is heidi's from new york i'm from chicago Kind of a northern, northern uh, sort Ish. of climate. Yeah. Um, although um, it is funny, someone someone did reach out to us years ago and asked us if they could be forged in the south, and they were dead serious. <laughs> um, 
I, I, t- I told them that might not be a good idea, and I think they went with a different name, but um, I, I guess it was flattering. Did they, did they send you some art, and it was like a Confederate flag? <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this, by the way. I hope they do. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really hoping they're not out there still. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, um, chances are maybe. they're not. Yeah. Chances yeah, are they're maybe, co- yeah. wedding filmmaking. We only have one listener, Ryan, so, yeah, so. Uh, that's good. Um, <laughs> I actually went to school out in Rock. Rockford, Illinois. So, I, oh, nice. I okay. know that it's v- actually our editor moved here, lived here. Now he's moves back to Rockford. So part of our team is in Rockford, Illinois. Yeah, that's it. Whoa, that's yeah. random. Yeah, that's so. I'm from just 45 minutes uh, from there, uh, a town called St. Charles. Um, so yeah, that right, right in the neighborhood. Yeah. So I would say though it counts as the north because it is freezing. <laughs> so it is so cold. It is it so is cold. So in cold. Illinois. I mean, of course, there's colder places than than Chicago, New York, but um, but yeah, definitely uh, relative to the rest of the country, I, I would consider ourselves Northerners. I love the name. It's super, super cool. So we're gonna talk about being cool a little bit later. Um, <laughs> but before we do that, though, today's podcast is brought to you by the music bed if you i always call it the music bed by the way because we've had it remember when it used to be the music bed i until you told me this like a couple weeks ago i still thought it, it was, was music the bed. music bed yeah. that was what it was called and they changed it to music bed but if you go to music bed and you use our code on checkout when you're checking out on a wedding membership not one of their other memberships the wedding membership if you use the code wfs and sign up for an annual subscription you can get 30 days free bunch of money off your subscription my opinion the most essential investment any wedding filmmaker can have is nothing is music every other thing that you buy for your wedding filmmaking career can vary you can get different lenses you can get different there's a lot of ways to do it you got to have good music so head over music bed i think they're the best in the biz and they're awesome supports our channel as well so just click the link in the description use the code you'll get more benefit out of it than we will, I promise you, so go for it. Um, but before we do any more show stuff, we're gonna do three questions with Ryan from Forge of the North. You ready? I'm ready, let's, let's do it. First question is, uh, what gear are you using these days? Full disclosure, I am a Fuji, you know, we are Fuji X creators. We're, we're um, sort of ambassadors for Fuji. So we are all on, on Fuji gear. Actually, most, most people in the studio are on Fuji at this point, but Heidi and I are fully um, Fuji film shooting right now. So X-T4 is for video and, and some photo, and then the uh, GFX 100 for photo. The thing that you always hear um, with, with the X-T4s is, oh, the crop sensor. Um, you know, the thing is, is like most movies and TV shows are shot on a crop sensor, which is an Alexa. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, most people are not shooting open gate on an Alexa, which would make it a little bit bigger. But uh, it's it, the X-T4 has roughly the same sensor size. So if it's good enough for Hollywood, if it's good enough for TV, it's probably good enough for, for weddings. <laughs> so question number two, Ryan. Is, is what, what is a piece of uh, work that you've done that you think really represents Forge in the North? Um, yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough question. I mean, we shoot so many great couples at this point. And I think for us, like it used to be about the adventure. It used to be about traveling. How extreme and crazy can we, can we go with this? 
Um, and now I, we just care so much more about like, does this couple love our work? You know, that that's it really at this point. I, I don't care where I shoot anymore. I have no qualms about shooting in bad venues or anything like that. Like if the couple digs us, I'm down. Um, cool. So that, you know, it has, that has kind of shifted over the years for us. Um, I don't know. There, I mean, with that said, um, there are a couple destination things that we've done that are that are just um, where we just had couples that were just down to work with us and 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 make it awesome. Um, there was a, a, a France uh, wedding we did, which is like one of the main video things we we have on our website. Um, Jeff and Ashley is the couple's name. Their their wedding was particularly special for us. Just um, spending like a whole weekend with these people, small kind of intimate. It, there was a there was one other I'll, I'll give a quick little story about one one other uh wedding i shot that i was actually i was only doing video and i showed up and i did not understand or or they didn't tell me or something happened where i was not allowed to shoot any of the girls getting ready it was a very traditional muslim wedding and so um no men were allowed to see the women for literally the first half of the day we were only <laughs> supposed to be shooting for seven hours um, and uh, Heidi was not with me on this wedding so it was just me and another uh, male shooter and uh, so the first half of the day the first three and a half hours I did not get a single clip of the bride and it was there was some family tension happening um, that day and it, it was just it was not the smoothest wedding day uh, to say the least, and um, I left that wedding just feeling terrified of like, how in the heck am I gonna like make a video out of this thing? I I, I just I was yeah I just didn't even know where to start because it was like I, I got nothing. Um, that ended up being one of my favorite videos I've ever made. Um, it was there was something about the constraint of it of of having these parameters and being almost feeling like you're boxed into a corner that just like let me do something totally different than what we normally would do and um that that one is also is on our uh website um it's omar and hajar and um yeah it's um it you know it you know it's not like in a, it's not like maybe our best piece ever but it's something i'm proud of because i knew how hard it was on the wedding day and how difficult everything uh, went and um, how little I had to work with. So that one I would say I'm definitely uh, particularly proud of for sure. Cool. And the last question, Ryan, is uh, where can people find you guys these days? Probably the best spot is our, our you know, Forge the North Instagram. Uh, that's where we're posting all of our recent work. We don't have a blog, so anything new goes there. Um, other than that, you know, my personal website's ryanrbrown.com. That's commercial work, aerial work, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, those are probably the best the best places. Cool. Yeah, guys, and, and on that last question is, make sure you are checking Ryan's workout on, on Fortune in the North. Uh, his wife, Heidi, is actually an amazing photographer as well. Uh, so if you want to be inspired by somebody's work, um, I would definitely recommend go check them out. Um, which kind of leads me into my first question, Ryan, which is like, being a photographer and videographer, do you find that your photo work kind of influences your video work creatively? Like, how do you think they kind of work together in general? 
Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, they they definitely are joined at the hip. Yeah. Um, and we make that very much a part of our sales pitch to clients that they are better off with us doing both because of the overlap in our style and and approach and we don't have to have a separate video time and a photo portrait time or anything like that. Um, I would say with the photography, it's a constant search for light and, and finding good light and good compositions, good places to shoot against. That's one half of it. And then on the video side, we're always looking for movement. Um, so we're maybe it's noticeable in our work, but we're like anti-static shots. At least we try to be. Um, so it's it's interesting with like the photography. All of our photo work then has a movement in it because a lot of it is being filmed by us at the same time. Um, so we're they're they're kind of both constantly influencing each other. If that makes sense. The average wedding filmmaker does not own a video. I'm in a photo business, you know, they just, they have what they have. They're just doing their video. They're dealing with what they're dealing with. And a lot of people actually have no idea how to pose couples or yeah. produce movement. Um, so give some people like, how can people take that, you know, movement posing strategy and get better video footage either by helping the photographer get poses that they love. Cause I think that's what it comes down to is like helping them get good stuff too, that you also get good stuff with. How is that, how can people just find a way to implement that strategy into those sessions and trying to change it up from the plain old like, hold, 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 kiss, hold the kiss. You know, like that's what we're talking yeah. about. That's what we're trying to avoid, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really, <laughs> it's a really tough, it's a really tough one and it really, does depend on who the photographer is um, and we tell this to all our couples so we about a third of our work is photo only a third is photo and video and a third is video only that's about our spread right now for high day night um, so when we're shooting video only we're always very interested to know who the photographer is um, and if it's someone we know and we you know our work is somewhat similar or they're just a very skilled shooter like we can kind of tell them what we're looking for and a lot of times that means, hey, I'm looking for a lot of in-between moments. So don't walk right next to the bride and groom when we're going from location to location. Um, when you're even setting them up for a static shot, stand back 10 feet and tell them what you want because I might find something in that. Um, so there's a lot of That's the thing time. that drives me nuts, yeah. Ryan, is photographers that have to walk two feet to the couple to explain every next pose. Right. I'm like, right. And they're, they're, they're like touching shoulders and like yeah. all this stuff. And, and it, it was a perfect shot where you caught this moment where they were laughing, except the photographers in it. Um, yeah, that's, that's tough. And, and a lot of that is just pulling the photographer aside and trying to explain that to them. Um, sometimes it doesn't go that way. And, you know, as much as you can talk to a photographer beforehand, it's definitely happened to us. You just can see within the first five minutes of the portrait session, this is not this is not going to go well. And so you're better off, in my opinion, letting the photographer have their time. And even though it's a way shorter amount of time, I would say, hey, give me 10 minutes where I can just do anything I want. And it's all about what I'm doing. Um, that usually goes a little better. If you can do that earlier in the session, um, 
and the photographer likes what you're doing, which for us is most of the time the photographer sees what Heidi and I are doing and they're like, oh, I'm going to get in on that because that's actually way better than what I was doing before. Um, <laughs> Been there. Yeah. Uh, then then um, then it can work well. Then then it's very collaborative and we can be a little bit more involved and um, try to get some movement in the shot and and stuff like that. Um, so but yeah, it is it is tough. You, it, every every wedding is different. Every scenario is different. And uh, a lot of it, uh, you know, as you guys know, like the photographer runs the show a lot more than the video uh, team does. And they kind of um, have and, to too, like, because they yeah. got to get all these formals and there's, they got, they got to run a schedule. So it is what it is. I, I, I will say one of the things that I do, Jared, and I think you probably do is <clears throat> I always go to the photographer and excitedly point out a bunch of things that I love about oh do you see the light over there we should take them over there like because i can tell when i'm working with a photographer that's like what well, i always take them over to this one stairs and then i'm like i don't care about those stairs bro like i'm not gonna i want good light <laughs> good light <laughs> and like so getting them in on it because the issue i see is like a lot of people are stuck in their ways and a, a lot of people are afraid especially you know photographers who have been in the industry for like 20 years or whatever they're like they are stuck in their ways, but maybe they're afraid of doing something new or mm -hmm. working with light they're not used to. And like, you know, I, I always like working with a photographer who's just curious. They're like, what if we did these harsh shadows on their face or whatever? It's like they're trying new stuff. Like that's where you can experiment and, and you know, get what you're looking for and kind of have this collaborative kind of environment, which is uh, which is fun. Yeah, I think no matter what you're doing, I love your I love your tip about just saying to someone, hey, either showing them or saying to them that you have good ideas, letting them in on it, hopefully getting them excited about collaborating. And I think that's, I think the approach you have to take because no matter what, even if they're the worst photographer in the world, you're not going to get better video by ticking them off or causing. So it's like, do your figuring out the best way possible to create collaboration and excitement and not step on toes is usually goal number one. Ryan, I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you because you mentioned it a little bit um, with with not having kind of a static lockdown kind of um, style to to your filmmaking and and I, de I definitely noticed that in your work like even basic stuff like hey the toasts we're we're doing that handheld <laughs> like there's movement to those shots uh, which I love it kind of feels organic it feels like you're actually there um, I think it's a very kind of um, yeah nuanced style of of you know filmmaking. Um, how do you feel your, can you maybe explain to me what your kind of gear setup is? Like what, what does your gear look like when you're shooting that day yeah. of, is it pretty like stripped down? I, I do love gear stuff. I'm, I'm kind of a gearhead. I'm really into that. Um, over the years I've, we've stripped back our, our, um, gear headiness uh in the way we approach uh weddings right now i'm shooting 95 percent of the day on a handheld xt4 and a 35 millimeter and that's it that is basically the whole day from start to finish aside from ceremony and speeches when sometimes we need to do something longer or maybe we're in like a really cramped room for getting ready and i need to throw on something a little wider um, but that's pretty rare. Um, other than that, fully handheld. Um, the stabilization is good enough. And um, 
I don't, for, again, probably noticeable in our work. I don't mind a little shake to the camera. I don't mind a little humanistic kind of movement to it. Something that feels like you're there. Um, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little different than, uh, than how most people shoot. It's definitely more freeing. There's no question yeah. about it. And I can guarantee you, I get more shots than most videographers because I'm not balancing a stabilizer. I'm not hooking my thing up to a tripod or a monopod. I'm literally just constantly there shooting this, shooting that. And I'm pretty unnoticed on the wedding day, which is a huge advantage. Yeah. Um, just going around kind of candid sniping stuff. People don't even realize you're shooting video, which is great. I, I agree. It's one thing that I noticed the first film that I shot with the X-T4 was just like, hey, I'm not going to even use a mod. Like we typically used a monopod. We're using X-T4 or uh, uh, Canon um, 5D Mark IVs, which is like, you can't do that handheld. Um, the IB is terrible. They're heavy, like whatever. Um, now it's just like hold fast xt4 and you know get some stabilization and i i think it's so freeing creatively when you just are like hey this is my constraint um and this is what the world that i'm kind of working in it allows you to get in kind of that creative space and that's definitely what i noticed with your films um we were talking to benj about that recently and he was like yeah the, the reason why i like film cameras is because it just creates all these constraints and you even mentioned it before like having constraints can kind of fuel creativity in a lot of ways, right? It's a classic David Lynch yeah. conversation of like, where you're, you, you know what I was watching the other day that made me think about this? I was watching, not David Lynch, <laughs> but I was watching The Sound of Music <laughs> with my three-year-old. And have you watched that recently? <laughs> Watch that film and then think about shooting that entire thing on film and then also having to hand the color and technicolor <laughs> yes but like they have a shot which must have been done on a helicopter or something the oh, yeah. first shot oh, yeah, of yeah. her on top of the on mountains the yeah the composition like all the things that they had to focus on because they can't just be like meh put it on a gimbal meh do this like like right. I, I noticed that in the in the films that you're doing and, and it makes me think wow that's cool like i always think that's cool and we're talking about being cool I think one of the reasons wedding films aren't cool, and we'll get into that, I'll ask you specifically, but now I'm gonna rant a little. I think the reason they're not cool is because there's, people are trying to be so perfect all the time. It seems like for you guys, that is not the goal at all, is to just make a perfect wedding film, right? Yeah, our stuff's shaky and out of focus all the time. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think, I think you're nailing it. I think it's, it's easy to get caught up on the gear. It's easy to think about how do I get that perfect steady cam or dolly type shot. Um, and those are cool. Those are great. They have their, their moments. And you could probably also see in our work that I try to emulate that handheld all the time. I just do little left to right moves and little, you know, slow walk-in moves and stuff like that. Um, they have their place, but, um, yeah, I think I think for me, like, yeah, just get and it's funny, Jerry, that you mentioned going from monopods and 5D Mark IVs. That was our exact evolution as well. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, years ago, monopods, Mark IVs. I think maybe we owned a slider at one point. 
Um, just thought that was, you know, the coolest thing on earth when we were first shooting. And, um, <laughs> and um, I think it was okay. It was good, good to learn that way. Um, but yeah, once we t- removed the camera from the monopod, I was just like, oh my God, there's just like a whole nother world of different kinds of shots that you can get now. Um, and, and it does help the technology progressing does help like the stabilization of the X-T4. I can, I can just sit there with like, you know, like a hundred plus millimeter equivalent lens handheld and it's pretty rock solid. Like it's quite impressive, right? Um, you wouldn't want to do that for, you know, an hour worth of speeches, but, um, the fact that you can get away with that is, is great. Um, but yeah, I think for us, we just... We just noticed there was a, a more like tangible human element to the video work once we started moving the camera in more sort of like natural ways. Just like we're we're there as a guest and we're just walking with the camera shooting stuff. Yeah. Um, and you you can see that in a lot of really great TV and film work, um, handheld work, the way it sort of explores different frames and stuff like that. And uh, that's for sure played a big influence. Um, on us but yeah i think the constraints thing is is an interesting aspect that's we we used to be architects that's you are always designing within a constraint as an architect so there's job site parameters there's programmatic um constraints you know what what does the client need what what kind of rooms what kind of spaces do we need so uh, there's engineering constraints so that was sort of our world um coming into this and so it makes sense to me when I'm talking through like the story I told earlier um, that the, those sort of you know constraints are um, are actually like really great sort of uh, yeah just great like firewood for the for the creativity fire you know what I mean like it's it's just good stuff to um, to have on you. I just remember always being so jealous of the photographer who could just be like boop get the shot and we're like oh, we have to set up this audio, we have to set up the monopod, we have to set up the tripod and just have the angles covered and then switching over to being just like a photographer, right? Like just being like, boop, now I can just get the shot whenever it's happening. I have it strapped on myself and it's just like, when you are able to just get more shots, it just gives you so much more creativity in post. Like I'm amazed, like Kyle is our editor and I'll sometimes like forget to turn off the camera or something and it's like, you know, on the on the Fuji XT4, like sometimes I'll do the touch screen or, or keep the touch screen, like somehow I'll flip over to that. Like I'll just rub up against it and it'll start recording based on the touch screen. And yeah, uh, yeah. Kyle will just use that sometimes. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, <laughs> but just anyway, sure. having more um, just gives him so much more options and just being able to shoot more well, is, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the point isn't Free. even that we're advocating that everyone should be shooting handheld, by the way. Yeah. Or that it's so great or that it, whatever, because there's clearly incredible filmmakers that don't, there's maximalist filmmakers. There's what is important though, is giving yourself, and this seems so counterintuitive to creativity, but I'm, I know this is true. Give yourself rules and constraints. Don't allow yourself to always. And this is, I think the real gear trap Ryan is I can do this now. Now I can do this. Now I can do And like, infinitely expanding your options to the point of like never editing out 
choices that you will and won't make. And that leads me, I think, to where I wanted to go with this conversation and Forge to the North, which is your films, your brand, everything is highly edited, highly curated, highly intentionalized. Like you look at it and you're like, and at the end of the day, there's the, um, A, it's, it does have that New York City thing to it where I'm like urban, a little bit of that edge, a little of that rawness, but they're not like what I would call edgy. Like they're, they're, they're just intentional. And, and at the end of the day, I'd say they're cool. The films are yeah. cool. Like they feel yeah. like normal films, like for normal people, not like people who are like just going to climb onto the top. Like those are great, but like, let's be honest. How many of those clients are out there? Not that right. many. They're like cool films that normal people could also buy. And I feel like that's such a rare balance, right? Where you see a film that's artistically viable, approachable, but also cool. And and so like, yeah, yeah. why do we have this, like, why are so many wedding films so cheesy? <laughs> like, and why are you cool? <laughs> Worst wow, you question just, ever. You're, just, you're, you're teeing me up to sound like such a douchebag. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, that's a choice you get to make right now. <laughs> I gave you a compliment. No, I, I think, I think, um, I think you, you touched on it. It's that that chase for the perfect, um, the the technically accurate, technically perfect shots that start to feel really disingenuous for a wedding. Weddings are chaotic, crazy, happy, and sad, and and calm and energetic like there's there's so many emotions on a wedding day and when you try to cram your like perfectly technical style down the throats of this this environment it's just not it's just not going to end well and um that by the way comes from doing years of of cheesy stuff i would say like i look back on our old stuff and um it's, I'm not happy with, with a lot of the choices we made. Um, we were doing the best we could at the time. Um, but I think the other thing I would say, and again, we've kind of touched a little bit on this, but um, don't be afraid to mess up and don't be afraid to try shots that could very well turn out awful. We still do that now. We still put people in certain lighting conditions or certain spots, have them interact in a certain way, and they do it, and I'm like, that was awful. Like, it could have been, like, because my idea was bad, it could have been because it's just not right for that couple. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of factors there, but I think when you go into, say, like a portrait session with a couple, which is where a lot of that cheese, I think, can, can happen, um, just know that, hey, like, there's probably very little of this that's actually going to get used. Um, let's just try some, like, weird stuff and, and have them move in ways that you never thought would work. Um, and don't have them kiss and do 360-degree views of them at every wedding. Like, that's just probably not going to work for every couple. Not every couple is going to be comfortable with that kind of thing. So... I think adapting to each couple's style and their personalities is a big is a big part of it too. But yeah, um, but yeah, just trying stuff that you know could totally fail, 
has been for us so huge, so, so huge. Um, you know, with photo and video, um, you know, with looking back on photos, there's, there's been so many times where we, we try shots that just, yeah, you go back, look at them on the computer and they're, they're awful and, um, you would never show anyone. And, um, yeah, so I, I think that's honestly a big, a big part of it. Uh, it's interesting. I think a lot of people on, on the wedding film side, they're so, they get weighed down by all their gear and they get weighed down by like making sure audio is running. It's just all these different moving parts that are kind of external to the camera itself, right? And they're not in their monitor actually being present with the shots that they're getting. Like that, that's probably one thing that I notice is it just feels like it doesn't connect. Like the shots aren't connecting with like the vibe of the day because it's like, and, and again, going back to like just paring it down so that you can focus on the actual shot and what's being created. It gives you that brain space to just be like, Hey, I want to create this amazing looking image as opposed to, I want my uh, gimbal to be balanced correctly. Like who cares if the, if the shot, like the shot is the, the point at the end of the day and making sure that you're connecting with a couple and getting like the reaction that you want. I, I find myself even like sometimes being trapped into like, Hey, the composition's really good but they're making bad facial expressions or something like that. Like I'm not even looking at like their eyes and their face, like to, to make sure that it's kind of all syncing up, lining up together. Um, so taking kind of the technical side out has been pretty freeing to me. I think what I hear in a common thread is you have to, this is such cliche crap and it's probably going to mean nothing. But at the end of the day, I think if you can figure it out for yourself, it means everything, which is be yourself. Hmm. and don't even like Jared and I have a studio and we're going to talk about studios next. Cause you have a studio. There are times where I'm like, Jared, where I'm like, if I try to shoot like Jared, it will be bad. I don't shoot like Jared. I don't have the same aesthetic as Jared. I don't like the same things as Jared. Some of this, I mean, we have a generally agreed upon this is good and bad, but there are things that I would do different than he would do. And if I try to do, if I try to imitate someone or be someone I'm not, um, and I think just at the end of the day, cool is really about being confident. And I mean, there's a style element and there's the, you know, some of that stuff, which I think you got to work on. But I think another, a big part about being cool is just being confident with who you are and not trying to always second guess yourself. It's funny. I mean, do you know Sharon from Fjord Films? You're both New York people. No, I don't. Oh, she's. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's okay. amazing. New York City legend. Yeah. But we'll she's incredible filmmaker. And um she actually shoots almost all on tripod. Yeah. Almost the entire film. Doesn't yeah. give a f still you know what's funny? <laughs> Sharon edits in Vegas. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sony Vegas. She does not care. Yeah. What yeah. you think about her. She cares about what she thinks about herself. She shoots on lens babies. Yep. Like, just like that yep. to me is what it means to be cool. Yeah. I mean, look at, um, look at a lot of like Roger Deakins films, no country, right? Yep. So many locked off shots there and those compositions and th that framing it's it's the best. It doesn't get better than that. <laughs> no. And there's nothing fancy about it. It's just so well done and yeah, all basically all locked off. Um, 
I think that you could find you could find references for for everything. Going back to the the sort of um, imitating thing, I think yeah, you never want to be in a position where you're. It probably don't want to ever be imitating any wedding video work. Full stop. I think it's okay. I think it's okay to pick segments of how someone does something. And be like, oh, that's that's an interesting little little kind of technique. I might try that. Um, but I think it's it just it it's so much more important to have a well-rounded kind of creative diet and making sure you're watching good content. All that stuff is influencing you. If you're watching good films, watching good TV, um, all that stuff can. It will will affect how you shoot. Absolutely, will affect how you shoot. So um, that is that is for sure a big a big part of it is just sort of like um, making sure that the intake is is top level and that you're always sort of it's you you want to always be in a position where you're kind of like chasing after that next level. Um, and I think everyone does to an extent. You always usually look back on old work and you're like, Ooh, like I could have done that differently. I could have done that better. Um, but that is for sure. A big part of it is like always kind of thinking you, you are a step below where you want to be and you want to, you want to keep, keep striving to, to get to that next level. I was going to say having a little bit of uh taste and culture, uh, goes a long way as well. <laughs> like having that's, a, that's honestly, having a good it. Taste. Yeah. that's honestly it. Yeah. Right. Is like, yeah. If you're like, I'm not cool, my films aren't cool, maybe you should be cooler. <laughs> like, yeah. like maybe you should like cooler things. Maybe you shouldn't be like, it's garbage in, garbage out. And like, whatever you put into your mind and heart is what's going to come out. That's what it is. And you don't, it's, that's, there's no law you can break around that where you could just be like, well, and this is nothing against like any wedding filmmakers, but like if you go and watch Matt Johnson and only watch Matt Johnson, you're probably not going to make films that look like Roger Deakin. You're going to make films that look like, and like we're wedding film. Don't watch me either. Like, like yeah. we're wedding filmmakers. Yeah. yeah. Like we don't have, we talked about the creative, how to be creatively fulfilled last week. And the thing we said is one of the number one reasons why people feel creatively unfulfilled is they don't have infinite time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh to do the thing they want to do. And that is what wedding filmmaking is. It is a unique art form that has, you can't go location scout, pick the perfect house where you can shoot a shot where like someone's doing a talk through the bathroom window. Like that's what real filmmakers get to do. I want this shot, I'm gonna find the perfect house. Imagine if you could pick the hotel for the couple every time. Right. Pick the room for the couple. It's like I mean, e- even even a step further than that in my mind is, you don't pick the the talent. You don't pick the people you're shooting. Yeah. Um, and that is harder in my mind than dealing with different lighting conditions because, okay, you have your midday light, you have your cloudy weather, you have sunset light. That's easy. Okay, you have no light you have darkness you have okay now i have to bring a light but there's a handful right there's a handful of conditions there's not a handful of personality types and relationship types there's dozens and dozens and dozens of different types of 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 couples and so you have to walk in and you're you're basically expected to be like a psychologist and immediately understand um, how how this couple interacts, what makes them tick, what 
what kinds of things am I going to say that's going to go over well with them? And what kinds of things am I going to say that could make them feel awkward? Um, you know, like, so that, that to me is also a big part of it is just talking to your couples in the right way. And, um, you, you just have to sort of, uh, be flexible with your own, I don't want to say with your own personality, but your own, your own approach. And we how say you, bedside you know, manner. Yeah. yeah. Bedside manner is a good way to put it. Yeah. You, have to, you gotta know how so, to get people, figure out people. And it's like, we're dealing with these creative constraints that are so severe, so severe. And so like, if you don't give yourself space to do the real job, which is deal with people, because you're constantly balancing your gimbal, (laughs) not to say there's anything wrong with the gimbal, but like, that's when you know you might need to step back a little because it's like, that's where your creative stuff will. And ultimately, like we were saying, garbage in, garbage out, watching good things, ingesting good things, will help you yeah. make faster decisions, I think, so yeah. you can focus on your couples, so. I mean, go, like, get outside your genre. You know, vi- video uh, filmmaker, uh, wedding filmmakers, like, start looking at photographers, start looking at old Renaissance art. You know, if you if you want, if you want some inspiration on, on how should I get my couples to move, go watch Hamilton. Let's start with that. That's you have the highest level professional choreography in on the planet available to you on Netflix. And it's there's love stories in that in that. I mean, there's love stories almost in any play, but there's a there's a love story at the core of that. Go. How are they touching each other and moving and interacting and talking and how far apart are they? When do they move together? Those are things that you can put right into your Films, you're going to have to figure out how to translate that into whatever wedding situation you're in. But, man, there is just so much there that you could um, that you that you can source from. So yeah. that's that's a big one I would say to people is um, just stop. Stop worrying about what the next person is doing and and um, find find the stuff that that gets you excited and creatively energized and, and use that in your in your work. I would say a lot of creativity, a lot of times, is just figuring out a creative way to steal from another genre without other people knowing. Cool. So, so if you want to, again, we want to check out Ryan. Head over to his Instagram. Um, Ryan, his wife, he's got a team of shooters as well. So we'll we'll get talk about it another time. Yeah, we'll do teams another day, Ryan. Because um, uh, I'm very interested. Good. I want to kind of compare how we run a team and how you run a team. We'll kind of yeah, talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thanks for coming on. That was a lot of fun. Um, we'll do- Thanks, guys. R- Ryan, when when is workshop going to come back? Oh, yeah. It's it real quick. I mean, yes, it's we <laughs> we had thrown around. This was back in 2019 after the third one. We had thrown around April 2020 as a potential fourth workshop date. Um, wow, are we glad that we did not <laughs> act on that? Um, April, 2020. I mean, can you even imagine? Um, yeah. So I think for now, and again, we could talk about this on another episode, maybe (laughs) for now, uh, that sort of, uh, risk tolerance of, of running a big conference like that is not in the wheelhouse for us. Um, it was really fun while it lasted and people really enjoyed it. And so we, I feel like we kind of went out on a high note. And people want another one, and I'm like, well, that's good because it went well. Um, but I don't know if it'll ever happen. We'll see. Maybe some type of reunion thing. But yeah. 
your, your risk tolerance is uh, much higher than mine. And I would consider ourselves pretty high risk risk takers, but <laughs> totally. So cool, dude. Well, thanks for, for being on. Guys, um, if you enjoyed this uh, this episode of the Wedding Film School Show, um, make sure you're giving us a little sub, a little like, all the things on YouTube. Uh, make sure that you're giving us um, some love on anywhere that you can find podcasts as well. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. And you're checking us out uh, on our website, weddingfilm.school um, is the place that you can find us, submit your films, etc. Find us on our Facebook group. If you have questions on wedding filmmaking in general, really good community over there. Thank you for checking us out, guys, and we'll see you next week right here on the Wedding Film School Show.